Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Inner Visions of the Inspired, Obtaining Happiness. I am your host, Raymond Ricks II, and this afternoon I will be talking about me personally as I cope with learning disabilities and how I was able to overcome it and why it is still a fight. You know, it's something that I've been very transparent about lately because I used to be ashamed to talk about it, but now I want to use my experience to help other people so they can overcome it and they can cope with it. So everyone sit back, relax, enjoy this wonderful episode of Inner Visions of the Inspired, Obtaining Happiness. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Inner Visions of the Inspired. I am so happy to talk to you guys. I am so thrilled to be here on this show talking to you about my personal experiences having a learning disability. This was something that I was ashamed or even wanted to talk about in the past. I mean, if I talk to somebody about it, they will look at me funny. They will look at me like, what the hell are you doing around me? What the hell? Get away from me. I was afraid to be labeled by people in the past. All right. But now that I've become a little bit more spiritual, have been around some wise people and has developed a close knit with my God of my understanding in Buddha. I realized that there's no need to be a part of the go along, get along society. There was no need to be getting on my knees and begging to be a part of a clique or a um, tribe that don't want you. I'm content with being a loner. I'm content with being by myself. If people would realize that, you know, other than my wife, my son, and my mom, my brother, and my father, I don't hang around with people. I don't even go out with anybody. You will see me by myself about almost 100% of the time. Um, the Shaquilla Robinson situation will uh, will make you appreciate being a loner. I wish I was a loner back in the hospital place where I was working at. If I was a loner, then I probably wouldn't be experiencing some traumatized stuff that was happening. I want to say F that hospital job. But my wisdom has made me move on. It took me a long time to move on from that 
situation at the hospital. Um, employees, upper management, very um, unprofessional people that I, I, I didn't forgive them. You know what? I still don't forgive them. But I have learned to cope and move on. You have to at some point walk away and just throw that memory away and wash it down the um, James River. Yep. But yes, as a kid, I was diagnosed with a learning disability because of my speech and because basically I wasn't hearing the best but once I was um, really I didn't have a hearing problem but I couldn't grasp what people are saying to me so when um, the lady um, gave me a session it took about think a week and I did so well with it that they say I passed with flying colors and I was no longer diagnosed with a learning disability I was able to attend regular classes I was able to read at a normal rate think in a normal rate But you know, the school systems will have you thinking that if you don't excel at a certain subject, then you have a mental illness problem. That's the school system saying that. It's a system that gives you a certain amount or a certain book to read, a certain um, subject that you need to study, but not the overall content of history. Remember that. You remember the episode of Good Times where um, Michael got in trouble with his parents because he refused to uh, take an IQ test because he feels like it's a white racist test. And the parents were so mad at Michael. And it's like, okay, he's a child. Why should we believe him? You know, the adult knows what he's doing. But then they had to read it and look at him themselves. And figure out, okay, I think my son is telling the truth. Because Michael is an intelligent human being. I mean, he's so intelligent that he thinks at a college graduate level. Um, that's how smart and intelligent Michael is, um, you know. But when James died, it seems like Michael lost a lot of focus academically. He wasn't the straight-A whiz that he was known for, and he kind of slipped up a little bit. was able to find his way at the end well I know it's a long dragon story but 
No, it was dragging a little bit. But since I passed that test, unfortunately, there is still a stigma about me that has people still connecting me with a learning disability. Mostly here in Virginia. And you have some New Yorkers too. And it's like, I got pissed off at first. It was like, what do I have to do to prove to you guys that I don't have it? I still have, I still speak in a certain way. And I don't think as fast as a normal human being. But I have a tendency, I'm just as smart, just as wise, and can contend with the best of them. But the, but the problem I had during grade school, and even today, is procrastination. Procrast- Honestly, procrastination is... More of more more of a form of mental illness than a person with a learning disability. People who procrastinate are ten times more likely not to achieve their goal, ten times more likely to lose their jobs, ten times more likely to um, be evicted. 10 times more likely to be behind bars, 10 times more likely to be an absentee parent, and 10 times more likely to have health issues, especially mental health issues. Procrastination is no excuse. Trust and believe me, I was that guy. I was that guy about most of my life that struggled with procrastination. All right. There was this one project in college or plenty of projects that I was supposed to do. And I had a whole month to kind of like finish it. I wait until the last Day or the day before the due date. I wait until the last minute to complete it. Even though I, I got a half at I did a half ass job, so I got an F on it. My message to everybody don't procrastinate. There were a few opportunities that I must say could have helped elevate me into a better direction financially and in college. I didn't take that route and basically I had to take another route and I had to suffer from it and I've been blaming myself ever since. So there were missed opportunities that I have to take accountability on. Um, 
Like, if I was in the shipyard in the early 20s or in my late teens, I would be financially better off. I allowed my parents to tell me to go to college. I really didn't want to go to college. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't want to. But I wanted to please my parents. I really did. And at one point I was not I was upset at them. They don't know this, but I was very pissed off that they wanted me to go to college. But now I'm in this debt and it's affected my mental health because I'm afraid I was so rattled by, you know, all this student loan debt. It's neither here or there. So till this day, I still find the stigma on me about there's a stigma on my learning disability. There's a stigma that's still left in my life that I have to face with. You know, because of my dental issue, I don't talk as clearly like I want to. So I I got an appointment to get that fixed. And for one year, I was I've been drinking for one year. But I've been clean for about four years despite taking one I took one drink and for I'm sorry in four months I only took one drink so I say to say this and I don't care what people or how they would label it I've been clean for four months and I'm still going to continue I had my urges. I really have. I have my urges. I had a tequila. And I felt, you know, I felt like, okay, I felt a little easy, but I had to remind myself that Imagine getting yourself in a car accident. My record will never be the same. I don't want no part to do with alcohol. Or none of that. But alcohol did affect my speech a little bit. In my thinking process. On top with me taking medication for my depression and anxiety which has taken a toll on my mental health. It's taken a toll on me. Yes, I'm coming out saying all these things. Being being called being called out because of your mental health on the jobs that you work in. Especially the hospital job where the one thing I've regret 
the most is um, not filing a lawsuit. I was too stupid. I w- I'm not going to say I was too stupid. I was too naive to file a lawsuit against the company. But that really traumatized me. And I know people say you have to move on. You have to forgive. And I know there's a few co former co-workers that got to move on. Got to let it go. But those are the ones, the ones that were telling me to let it go. Those are the ones that were, that participated. That participated in talking about me behind my back. Labeling my learning disability in front of the entire co-workers. I would tell people don't work at Mary Magdalene Hospital. Fuck it. I might as well say it. If they're still the same people or the same administration that works there, I would think twice about accepting that job over there. It has a horrible reputation. It really does. I try to keep it quiet. I try to, um, you know, not talk about it. You know, keep their names out of my mouth. (sighs) Excuse me. I try to, you know, keep them nameless. But they've traumatized me to the point to where I need to speak out and say something about it. I don't care if they do come after me, but I'm going to say it. It's the worst place I've ever worked. It really is. Feel better. Now I can move on. Okay. But yeah. It's not easy to overcome a learning disability. Imagine people in the street. Imagine your classmates or people in the hallway making fun of you. Because of the way you speak, because of how different and unique you are. It bothered me, but now I'm like, you know what? Fuck y'all with two middle fingers up in the air. And that's what you got to do. To those of hey, to those of you who are dealing with a learning disability which I no longer have. Just look at that person. Give them the middle finger and say, fuck you. You can never beat me. My resume is, is, yeah, you cannot compare your resume to mine. I don't care how many degrees you got. You lack wisdom. You lack knowledge. So F your degrees and shove it up from your behind. I don't care how much money you make, you're still an A-hole. Sometimes you got to curse them out. You got to tell them about themselves sometimes, man. 
But no matter what, no matter what kind of criticism they might spew in front of you, remain inspired. Find something that you love. Find find something in your hobby that you love. Focus on that. Or if you have a sports team that you love, think about your sports team. Look at the analytics. Think about the highlights. Think about them trying to win a championship. <laughs> Think about your favorite food that you want to, want, you know. Think about the favorite food that you would love to eat when you want to run home after work. Think about your favorite place. Think about economics. What would you do with a lot of money? Would you want to obtain a house? Car? You name it. All right, but I'm going to check out something here. Now, this is from a website, but now I've given you my version but this is, um, you know, from Ontario, Canada, the Learning Disabilities Association of Ontario. Advice for people with learning disabilities. I'm not going to say more. I'm going to give you a few. Learn to communicate effectively. Learn to speak for yourself. Self-advocacy skills. Be creative and flexible in problem solving. Learn to take tasks. I'm, I'm sorry, learn to take risk. Develop a good support network. Your family, friends, professionals. Take responsibility. Believe in yourself. Set goals for yourself. Develop a personal strategy for daily living and learning. Don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Don't be ashamed of your learning disability. Never. You're supposed to be unique. You're not supposed to be on other people's level. You're supposed to be on your own level. Whenever a man or a woman say you're not on my level, I say fuck you and your level. One cook told me that you are not on my level. I'm like, you short? Okay. No, I shouldn't say that. But what I told her, I was like, fuck you your position, and your level. That's what I said. Now, don't take the approach that I took. But I'm telling you, sometimes you do need to stand up for yourself. Nobody else is going to stand up for you but you. And when you stand up for yourself, then you you gain 
self-respect, and people take notice that you're nothing to be pushed around with. Another one, like who you are. Another one, find a career or find something that you like that you're passionate about. Don't just make a career just to make a career. If you're unhappy with a career curriculum, then you're basically going to be miserable and you're basically wasting your precious, excuse me, your precious years. Strive for balance. Learn to laugh at yourself. If other people laugh at you, find something to laugh about. Find something to laugh about with them. Look at the positive aspects of life. Never, ever say, I can't do this. Like I said, make the impossible possible. All right. Learning disabilities are a lifelong condition. They do not go away, but can be coped with successfully by using areas of strength to compensate in accommodations such as technology. It affects one or more of the ways that a person takes in, stores, or uses information. Learning disability comes in many forms and affects people with varying levels of severity. Five and 10% of Canadians have it. A little over eight to 12% of Americans have it. So um, people say it's a lifelong condition. To me, in my opinion, there's a cure for everything. It really is. It might not be in the same country that you're in. You have to go and travel outside to find the cure for your disease. Did you know there is a cure for AIDS? But not here in America. Somewhere in Cuba. Somewhere in parts of Africa, Europe, there's a cure for cancer. There's a cure for everything. I honestly believe there is a cure for a learning disability. You're going to have to seek or find treatment. It might not be in your country. It might be in another country. Technology has changed Technology is so powerful to where now they can make new inventions to cure a person. All right, if they can make a new form of medicine to fight off cancer, 
if they can find a herbal medicine to cure HIV and AIDS, they can find a herbal medicine to cure a learning disability. That's right. I know it's a crazy topic to talk about, and some people are going to be uncomfortable. But remind yourself, you're not there to be like society. You're not there to be like the other person. God has given you a path of your own that you have to follow. You cannot follow other people's path. It makes it uncomfortable and you're not unique when you follow a person's path. Or you're trying to be just like somebody. That's not what God has intended or created. That's right. Everybody. This is part one. Now, part two of the segment. Going to be a little different. I'm going to talk about my experiences on Instagram Live last night. And Thanksgiving overall. So I want you to sit back. Take a little quick break. And I will return. Hello everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm so happy to be back with the second segment I'm going I'm to tell you I am thankful to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving even though I personally don't celebrate it I don't really celebrate it because of the actual history of it You know the actual history where a lot of our ancestors were slaughtered and enslaved. All right, do the uh, do the knowledge on it. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about the um, origins of Thanksgiving. Let me let me talk to you about it. And this is the insider. American school children typically learn that The tradition dates back to the pilgrims who helped establish Plymouth Colony in 1620, which is now Massachusetts. Friendly Native Americans taught the struggling colonists how to survive in what the Europeans called the New World. Then everyone got together to celebrate with a feast in 1621. 
In reality, Thanksgiving feast predate Plymouth, and the peace celebrated that days was tenuous. And it has a dark history. All right. The Massoit, the Juan Pagnob, Paramount Chief, allied with the English settlers after Plymouth was established and fought with the newcomers against the French and other local tribes, but became strained over the period of time. Thousands more English colonists moved to Plymouth. Taking over more land, authorities asserted control over most aspects when Pinog life. All right. A study published in the journal Quaternary Science Reviews estimated that disease had already reduced the New England indigenous population by 90% by the year 1620. The Wen Pinog continued to die from what the colonists called Indian fever, an unknown disease brought by early European settlers. By the time the Massoit's son met the comet, who was known in English as King Philip, inherited leadership relations had frayed. Wampanoag warriors responded with raids and the New England Confederation of Colonies declared war in 1675. Very bloody. The war was just one of a series of brutal but dimly remembered early conflicts between Native Americans and in New England, New York, and Virginia. Because of the racial injustice and, you know, the situation that has gone on and um, with the police and the community as of recent, people are rethinking the true meaning of Thanksgiving. So now um, people are calling them AKA the woke. I don't, this isn't, wokeness should never be compared to any political party. Wokeness is a spiritual aspect. Wokeness is something spiritual. But to, how can I put it? To a lot of you liberals out here, we can't forget about what happened to slavery, to our ancestors, our brothers and sisters. Reparations. I think is deserved. However, I have to say this. 
at some point, I'm not saying move on. I'm saying that can't, you can't let that dominate your life. You cannot let, you can't use slavery as an excuse for the, for the, um, cards that are dealt to you in life. We can't forget about slavery, but that should not be your focus. We gotta focus on capitalism, focus on creating your own wealth, focus on the wealth of your family, your future family, your inheritance. It's about money. It's about surviving the world we call life. The past is the past, but the present, you can make the present beautiful. You can make the present something memorable in your standards. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to keep making excuses. But what you can do is love yourself, love your neighbor, believe in yourself, step out on faith, and make it happen. Invest. Share the wealth with people that truly love you. Speaking of which, I enjoy the Thanksgiving Day, not the tradition because I was able to see my brother. I was able to see my mom and family. But most importantly, you know, I was able to spend time with my wife and son. All right. Instagram Live yesterday was fantastic. I love it. I enjoy it. Black Moms Reality. Um, I love you. I was going through a lot of emotions. And she told me her experiences with domestic violence. How she overcame adversity through, um, through a lot of issues such as being homeless. She never gave up. She never gave up and she was telling me I've been through worse financial situations at least she had a home I don't but now she just purchased a home her and her husband and she was telling me you can do anything with a relationship with the creator and I agree with her she brought me to tears and I love you. Black Mom's Reality. She is an author. She creates uh, children's books. I'm a big supporter of hers. Please support her. Check her out on Instagram. Elevate with Vern. I support her. Please check her out on YouTube and Instagram. In um, a couple of weeks, I will be adding a guest to my show for the first time.
Tanisha. Tonisha, she is an entrepreneur uh, as far as with uh, clothing, jewelry. She's also a future next top model over in Mississippi. So yes, please check that out in two weeks. Everybody, I want to give a special honorary mention to one of the great ones, whoever goes behind that mic. As far as podcasting and blog talk radio, Dawn Nicole Young, baby. She's about to get her aviation license. I'm so proud of her. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. She is the one. Please check out Hot Damn Politics on Pal Talk. It is raw. Much love to you. Never tease surviving the game. Cliff Lowry. Um, Sister Zena, Twink Star, Michael Davenport. Um, Nanya Business. Um, Big Sav. Uh, Focus Watson. Um, Aristogal 2020, Miss Hudson. All of you. I love you. I really do. And remember, make all, that's my son, <laughs> but my message is make the impossible possible. Believe in yourself after the prayer. Until next time, I'm out. Y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Thank you.